I want to welcome you back to the show, man. We have the one thank and you, only man. Prince Moolah. Thank Sharks, you, thank you. Shark City Spitter, Side A, yeah. dropping May 12th on mm-hmm. all platforms. Breaking news out now, the new single with DJ Drama. Yes, Huge sir. announcement there, big news. Yeah. I know the, the haters are watching. Uh, but I want to welcome are. you back to the show. Barry, Bay Area legend in the making for sure, Prince Moolah, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. The return, what's going on, man? Prince Moolah, congratulations on everything. It's great to Yo. see that you're still striving and going out here doing, during these rough times. Graduating college, this is your senior year. We're going to get into all of it. Yeah. But, man, welcome yeah. back to the show sports hip-hop with dj mad max like 65 yeah. iHeartRadio, radio mad max radio prince mula what's going on man long intro but what's, up, to do it. <laughs> what's up bro yo it's great to be back man i really appreciate you having me on the show thank you man the, uh, of course this is a full circle moment because Definitely. you were my first virtual interview because i mean we yeah. go back to our college days at st john's mm-hmm. and me getting you know know you up at the radio station all the st john's artists but you were the first one as soon as covid popped off i said no we're gonna do this interview and you were my first virtual interview, so you're like a yep. good luck charm in a way because you sparked my movement. Yeah. I mean, it was already <laughs> rolling, but as far as the virtual stuff goes, you were the first one. I appreciate it. We're, we're trendsetters, I guess. Yeah, no, 100%. But it's great to see the growth. But how's college life treating you? How does it feel that you're graduating? This is your senior year. When's the graduation date for you? Uh, May 21st. May 21st. So you only got a couple more days. Yeah, I got yeah. like two weeks coming up. So yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, College has been, it's been a very interesting experience. I mean, as you know, COVID was something I had to deal with. And I feel like it, it changed the social aspect of my college experience. Um, there's really wasn't a social life on campus up until maybe this year. Wow. Um, and even then it doesn't feel anywhere near what it used to be. So it's starting to get back to what it was. But I mean, I just took the the time to hustle man this this project that i'm dropping actually really captivates a lot of what i've gone through in the past two to three years um as a person as an artist so yeah i'm really excited to put it out i'm looking forward to it breaking news was i'm sure a surprise to everyone you got drama on this i'm sure the people already want to know how did you link up with drama how did you get because he co-signed you bay area that's it you're on lock yeah. now. You, your life from this moment has changed, bro. I'm telling you right now. It's changed for sure. I appreciate sure. it, bro. Thank you. Yeah, so the DJ drama thing, man, it was actually awesome. It's a perfect example of, like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take and how important networking is. And this was during COVID when everything was shut down. And uh, this is uh, probably a few months before Call Me If You Get Lost came out. So right before we started doing all those Gangsta Grills tapes, um, and he said, you know, I'm hitting up a bunch of independent artists and I want to do um, or he wasn't hitting us up. He put up a little post saying, hey, hit me up. I'm trying to do features. If I rock with you, I'll send you the thing. So I got in contact with his social media team and I sent him a song. The song I initially sent him actually isn't even on the project. It got scrapped. Oh, um, OK, but that song. So that song that I had sent him, it was inspired by like like old dedication projects. And like it was almost like a no ceilings era kind of uh, vibe. It was like those like internet beats that you just listen to, you know? So it was like the beat wasn't good, but I was like, yo, this reminds me of MySpace 2008. Like I just want to go bar for bar on this, like like Wayne used to on the mixtapes. Um, and so that's what I had sent DJ Drama. And I was like, yo, this would be perfect. Um, song ended up getting scrapped on the tape because I got, I got better music on there now. But I ended up putting them on that different song because that's a Bay Area kind of beat, a West Coast beat. So I just figured, you know what? stick to my roots, put DJ drama on it. I feel like it's the best of both worlds for me. Um, but it, yeah, it really just came down to taking that shot, you know, reaching out to his team. Hey, let me know if DJ drama rocks with this. And if he rocks with it, then he'll, you know, he'll hop on the song. So we work something out. I was able to get that feature from him and yeah, the rest is going to be history. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you notice your life changing now that you got this DJ drama drop, like the people around you, do you start to see, notice different things now, the tighter circles? <laughs> Man, I feel like I'm so just into into working every day. I feel like I put in so much work on my on a day to day that 
that all that comes second, you know, like as much as social life and all that is important, my circle is always going to be small. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always going to keep my close friends close and I'm a very, I'm a people person. So I got friends, you know, but um, you know, the close ones are always going to be the close ones. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, but you yeah. never know. That'll change down the road. I'm telling you, bro. It's uh, gonna I know, I know, I know. I mean, it's life, man. I, I, I'm i a firm believer that there's definitely at least, you know, the friends you could count on one hand. Yeah. Those five friends. One hand, two, one hand. Right, on one hand, on one hand. There's always going to be those friends. And if you can make sure to to pinpoint those friends that are, that are, you know, like I got friends that I haven't talked to in a long time back home in California because we're both busy with our day-to-day -day lives. But if I FaceTime them right now or if I catch a flight to California and we link up, it's like no time has passed. And those are the ones that, you know, are, are great friends because they also got you through thick and thin. I wanted to touch base on the record breaking news because in hearing about this, you're getting hate from your city. Is this right? No, it's just, I, you know, I hear anybody's hating on me. That's nothing new. That's 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 life in general, man. Whenever you start to succeed, you're going to get hate. When I was in high school, I noticed that the local scene was a little different. It's, it's changed now. But um, back then, it was SOB had just came out and their music was popping. And a lot of people I've noticed were trying to kind of take that cadence and 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 use that cadence and and the beat selection and the music didn't feel authentic. And the worst part about that was no one in the city was supporting each other. You had everybody who was making music, but nobody was working together. Nobody was working with the local producers. And it just got to a point where as a high schooler trying to make it and looking up to it, I was like, yo, I don't, I don't want this to be the game. So I want to make sure that I always support. And, and that's what it's going to be, you know, people hating on you and stuff. But now I feel like it's starting to change. I did an interview recently with the artist named L. James. I saw um, that stoppers only. I did my research on you. Trust yes, me, man. Sir, I did yeah. It. yeah. Congratulations on the radio show. We're going to get all into that, but continue For on. Sure. Yeah, man. So shout out to L. James. So my homie Dro, actually, he's uh, one of my good friends from high school. He's the head engineer at uh, L. James's spot right now at their new studio. And they're really cultivating a community out there in Japantown. Uh, my homie Rilla, they also got a store. He did the hash out Rilla. But they got a, a store called Coldwater for their brand Jubo. And it's on the same street. And, you know, everything popping off over there is really about community now. They're doing a lot of community events ever since COVID has, has started to kind of go away and things are starting to open up. Um, I, I feel like that's the FOMO I'm getting from being away from home is seeing now that there's a local scene and people are supporting each other. So it's kind of just a little bit of both, man. Wanting to support that local scene. I'm always going to spread that love. And if I receive that love back, you know, shout out to them. But at the same time, you know, you're, if you're doing something right, you're always going to have haters. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to yeah. be crawling out of everywhere. I'm telling you yeah. right now, they're going to be crawling. And they probably already are. And you just don't see it yet. But you'll see it in due time. Yeah. What are your plans after college now? Because now you're coming from the West Coast, you were able to get a taste of the East Coast being in college for four years. Are you planning on staying out here in the tri-state area? You going back home? What's your plan in moving in the music landscape? Are you, are you going to stay in New York? Yeah, man, I definitely want to stay in New York. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity out here. Um, I definitely came out here to hustle. I fell in love with this city, man. It's inspired me so much. Um, we'll get into the project a little bit, but but like I said, you know, these past two to three years, this project has shown me, or it, it represents a lot of what I've gone through. Um, like I said, as a person growing and, and as an artist, but now within the past six to eight months of my life, I feel like I've even grown more as a an artist like the stuff that I have in the vault that's not even on this mixtape that's coming out that's for the next album mm -hmm. is just the whole next chapter in my life and I'm I'm so ready for that and I want to live that in New York so I'm ready to stay out here man I'm ready to hustle I'm ready to start my career and, and my nine to five job is my part-time job because I've always been a rapper full-time since I was a kid so
Yeah, and, and that's how it has to be. You got to make sacrifices. That's the most important thing. But how how would you say you've, you've grown as an artist? Because I remember I looked back on our first interview we did yesterday, actually, and it was just <laughs> amazing to see, just look back, because I'm my, I'm my own worst critic. But I remember we were talking about Wayne, and, and you're a fan of all these guys. E-40, he's a Bay Area legend. I know you look up to him. Big Will Smith fan. Mm-hmm. How would you say that you've grown as an artist now that you've gotten to know the New York landscape? Are you tapped into the 90s hip-hop scene? You got the whole Griselda movement out in New York with the, yeah, the bars always, coming back. Yo, I rock with Gazella. They're yeah. dope, man. Their their music's so dope. I I really appreciate the bars coming back. Even yeah. I would even say like I got a couple boom. I got one or two boom bat beats on the project, but on I got fire. yeah, I got some more on the album I'm working on next. Like I'm always working on stuff like that. Oh, so so the point of the project. So the project. So when COVID hit, I got really bad writer's block. It actually it starts. Mm. That's that's the album right there. Cinematic lifestyle. Yeah, February twenty first, twenty twenty. That's when it dropped. I wrote breaking news that day. Um, the day the album dropped is when I wrote it. I, I made a couple of changes since then, like one or two bars. But, um, you know, I was so motivated to keep working on this music. I was young. I was 18 years old, 19 years old, 18, 19, I'm 19 years old. Um, <laughs> but but then two, three weeks later, I want to fly back to San Jose because the world's closing because mm-hmm. COVID hit the world, you know, and I got put in this really bad writer's block because I felt like I wasn't inspired by anything. And then things started to open up. I moved back out to New York. I was going to school, but no one was at school. Everybody was doing things online. It still felt kind of weird. So I was trying to dig for that inspiration. And once I got out of that writer's block, I found myself in a different type of writer's block where I was able to write, but I didn't like the stuff I was writing. And it wasn't that I was being too critical of it. It was that I knew I had something better in me. Um, And that's what this project represents is me really digging to get out of that writer's block in that space. And I did that by falling in love with rap again as a sport. You know, that's that's the reason why I love hip hop music so much is because when it comes down to it, it's a sport. It's art and it's a sport. So uh, just just digging myself out of that and working on my lyricism, trying to become a better writer, um, approaching music differently. You know, sometimes it was like I would write a, a bar or a verse and I'd be like, yo, I've said this before. or I've said something similar to this before, you know, and I didn't like that. And I was too critical of it. Now it's okay, I've said it before, so how can I say it again, but differently in a point that it's it's more lyrical or it's more poetic. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm just approaching the songwriting more as, as, as I'm a rapper, but I'm like, a, I got to embrace that more. You know, I'm still having fun with it, but I really want to test my skills now. And so that's what this project is, is me just rapping. All these songs on this project are just rap songs. Um, and, and the next album that'll come out after that will be like a more of an experimental artistic vision and concepts and themes tied together. But this, I just wanted to make some words rhyme and have fun, man. That's why it's a mixtape. Exactly. And I I think you're ready just by the Instagram post the other day in which I commented at Guapdad 4000, of course, you're ready because I could tell it's the comfortability factor. I mean, you're, you're posting yourself in front of a microphone, you're rapping and you're wanting to get at these big high profile guys. So you're ready. The confidence is there. Yeah. And I think I think the content like that's also something that's changed in the landscape. I mean, social media has always kind of been important in in me making music. But now since TikTok has been a thing in that vertical format for videos and it's just changed the way social media works. And I think that's made it a little difficult because as an artist, I just want to create. I just want to make music. You know, I don't want to have to spend all this time marketing it and forcing myself to be a, a social media personality or whatever. But it's part of the game now. So I guess it's trying to find a way to bridge that gap or do a little bit of both. Hip hop is so, you know, authenticity is so important in hip hop. And if I'm putting out videos online, I got to make sure that's translated there as well. So I'm not just going to make a video because it's formulaic and it works for everybody. I want to make a video because it's somewhat authentic to the music I'm making and it has a purpose. So um, I just want to make sure that the music is at the forefront of everything. 
I've been getting into fashion as well. I, I got a, a clothing brand I'm working on. So okay, I got, yeah. you know, all these creative ideas are really tying in together. And the social media game is is something that just I have to do it. But um, that's something I do need to work on a little bit more. But I'm social glad media. that you. Yeah, but I'm glad that you appreciate it and you see it and you and you see that, you know, I'm coming at this confident because, yeah, I'm trying to just jump in. I see it, but sometimes you got to take a, a step away from social media. I think social media is going to be the downfall of society. I really don't care what anyone yeah. says. You see it out here. I mean, when you yeah. have people taking pictures and videos of dead people and shootings every day, the, crazy, the humanity yeah. in, in society is really gone. But uh, even just branching off of that, because I think it's great that you're getting in the fashion, but I want to touch on your radio show. Yeah. What inspired you to get in the radio and how do you feel as though that that kind of have, has added to your character, not only just as a host, but as an artist, because now you're you're not staying boxed in and that's important. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, initially, so when I first I was always involved with the radio station, but then when things started to open up and I had the opportunity to finally start my own show, I figured might as well do it. You know, I'm in college. I'm, I'm doing all these things. I should make these moves. At the very least, it's on my resume and, and I can use it to get a job. So that was kind of the main motivation to teach myself some professional skills that still ties into something I'm passionate about. Um, and then I did a whole first season on air. and We did that weekly. And then after I started realizing I want to try to, you know, internet, like we we're just talking about the internet is such a powerful tool right now. So how can I expand outside of radio, but still be a radio station and not kind of lose that identity? Um, so I started doing curated playlists and we got, I think, four episodes up on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, all that. And it's just curated playlists. And it was just a way for me to share things. Um, started a blog for Slappers Only as well. So mm -hmm. me and my homie were able to write some stuff. Um, and, and just collaborating with people, you know, sharing art. If I got some homies that are dropping some music and I think the song's dope. Like I, I put my homie Dro's, uh, I think it was his first single, first, no, it was his first song, I think, Heart to Heart. I put it on Slappers Only and he got to listen to that. And that was the first time he heard his song on the radio and he called me after he was super geeked. He's like, yo, I, you know, my song was on the radio. And I was like, yo, I was able to create that moment for him. And, and that's dope. Radio is such a dope tool. And, and I think there's, there's always something to do there. So I wanted to learn it. It was just curiosity. Keep this radio show alive. How do you plan on keeping this alive now, the radio station for Slappers Only? Because I think you should stick with it. Yeah, I definitely want to. Um, I think the clothing brand is going to be my main focus as the, mm -hmm. the business venture. That's like an extension of the Prince Moolah brand, but it's not Prince Moolah, the clothing brand. It's something else. Um, and Slappers Only, I think, will be a part of that as well. Um, I'm not going to have, you know, I'm not going to be at WSAU no more. Um, but... I think, like I said, curated playlists, just ways to share music. That's ultimately what it is, sharing music, whether it's through a playlist, whether it's, you know, maybe I'll host an event one day and I can get some local artists to pop out. Just whatever I can to bring people together to listen to music and have a good time. That's what Slappers Only is about. So I think I want to incorporate that with the clothing brand and really bring out the lifestyle side of that. And, and can we goes, see man. some designs here? With the, Do you have something around you? Are you wearing your clothing I brand? Got, I got a sample hat, some... I'll be right back. Let me get yeah. it. <laughs> we yeah. want to show this off to the audience, man. Yeah. So we could get the brand out there and exposed. Yeah. So we got, um, so I got this hat. I just made it as a sample hat. It was nothing too crazy. It's actually pretty flawed. It's not perfect, but, um, it's just like the, the first prototype. I got another sample in the works and I'm talking to some manufacturers. The brand is called Buena Suerte Clothing. Okay. It means good luck in English. Um, and it's inspired by a lot of stuff. It's inspired by dream chasers, people like my grandparents who came to this country, uh, people like Kobe Bryant and Lil Wayne, who really, you know, put mixed passion and work ethic together and made something out of it, um, as well as community, you know, where I grew up, the city of San Jose. Um, 
local sports teams, things like, you know, what the Raiders represent, what the Giants represent, the San Jose Giants, the San yeah, Jose Lakers. Sharks, the Lakers. Yeah, you know, I mean, the Lakers is L.A., but it means something to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, just all those factors are really fundamental into making me who I am. And if the, the, the name of the brand comes from, you know, if I'm telling people to dream, chase your dreams and all that, I don't want to be cliche about it. I'll tell someone good luck. That's the that's the last words I'll tell someone is good luck because whatever you have, if it's a passion, the 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 motto is the crossroads between work ethic and hustle. So that's that's what's inspiring the brand. Work eth you could have a good work ethic, but lack that hustle, and you're not gonna get to that next step. You could have hustle, but you're not gonna have that work ethic that's gonna keep you structured and and consistent. So without those two, you can't really make greatness happen. Um, so this is the first design right here. It's the prototype. You got the SJ logo on the on the front. It's it's flipped, but um, it's a San Jose logo I okay. made. We got a side patch. It says Buena Suerte. It's all crooked because I made this myself, so I, I got a professional uh, manufacturer you're working you're on it. You're starting out. You know, I mean, that was your start out thing just to test it out. Oh, this was just to see what it looks like in yeah. hand. Once I get the professional one, I'll, I'll, I'll touch back on that. But um, but yeah, man, I'm doing that. But the first drop is going to have a hat, a shirt, and then I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to throw in some accessories as well. I got some some ideas as well but first i'm going to be doing a merch drop at my event next friday for the uh, mixtape release date so i think that'll be the first piece of clothing that i'm put out in a while just to make sure i got the quality right because quality is important i want to make sure the quality is good and and i'm putting out a product that it's not going to shrink the first time we wash it so no 100 percent. That's, that's what you have to do as far as the clothing line goes how are you planning on with the expanding the product range because are you looking to do jeans are you looking to do sneakers what are you looking to do because you got the merch yeah, shopping for the, the yeah. project you just met you got the hat right there how are you mm -hmm. planning on expanding as far as the product line yeah i don't want to give away too many secrets i got some okay yeah, that, the thieves yeah, are I, watching yeah i got some <laughs> homies that work on clothing as well and they want to do their own thing so we're always you know talking about collaboration ideas and things we want to expand on but i think the fundamentals of the brand is it's streetwear um representative of a lot of stuff i wear i love skateboarding style obviously skateboarding is, is big in california but that style mixed with like sports i wear a lot of jerseys i wear a lot of hats and stuff so it's kind of mixing those two elements and, and bringing it together and like i said you know things like community and and work ethic and dream chasing are all things that are fundamental to this brand so i want to bring it out um i will say what inspired me to start this brand is i've always wanted to have one since i was a kid i became a fashion minor in school to learn about clothing more but I didn't want to just put out clothing because it looks good or because somebody likes it. Um, I want to put something out because it's inspired. I want to treat every clothing release like I treat making an album, you know, yeah. where there's a, a concept or an inspiration or a creative direction or something I'm trying to show for. Not just putting this out because it sounds good or because somebody's going to enjoy it. I want it to be I have a purpose um, because there's so much superficial art out there. And um, I'm I'm not trying to be one of those artists. No, not at all. Is it true that baggies back is because when I was at St. John's, I was rocking what I wanted to rock. I don't care about the skinny jeans. I don't care what the the yeah. extra small shirts. Is it true that baggies back in style now? Yeah, bro, baggies been back in style. You know, I noticed myself wearing a lot more baggy clothes over the winter in New York because it gets cold out here. So mm -hmm. when I'm just bundling up, I'm wearing baggy clothes. But yeah, bro, like I I wear skinny jeans a lot less than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was never on that skinny jean way. No, man. That's the new era. I don't get any of that. I'm a young old head. Yeah. We, we already know this, but yeah. it, it's great to see that you, you're you expanding not only in just radio, fashion. What are some other assets you're looking forward to, to get into here? Is there anything else that you're inspired by as far as businesses and other forms of entertainment? 
Yeah, there's a lot, man. I've always, I'm always getting inspired by something, whether it's, you know, a music video I want to make or a movie idea that I have with my homies mm -hmm. that we're talking about. Um, but one thing I've noticed with myself, especially while working on this mixtape, you know, this mixtape is, is a collection of songs I've worked on for the past two to three years. Ideally, this project should have come out like a year ago. Um, but I, I was so inspired to just working on the art, working on the art and then doing other things. And I kind of stretched myself too thin where I, I started like I'm halfway done with my next album. Mm -hmm. And the mixtape's not even out yet. So <laughs> that that was a sign where I was like, yo, I got to put this project out. So I want to really make sure I'm not stretching myself too thin creatively um, so I can learn how to execute those ideas properly. And then consistency is such an important thing, man. Like Larry June, shout out to Larry June, just listening to his music and watching his interviews. He, kinda, he reminds me of like a young currency, uh, talking about the importance of consistency and, and work ethic, but in a way that's like... It's not like, oh, you have to work because it's going to get you there. It's more like, no, just incorporate that in part of your life and make it easy for yourself um, and then really get things done. So that's what I'm just trying to do, man. Tweak up the little habits in my life and and make sure that I, the art that I'm working on is always at the forefront of everything. And networking is a big thing at college and you were able to do that. I did my research on you. You got this internship with Madison Square Garden. So how did it feel to be at home with the Knicks there? It was awesome, man. I mean, uh, it was the first time in my life I couldn't really tell people I was a Lakers fan. And <laughs> I was yeah. like, I couldn't walk around like, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan. Nah, bro. Everyone's a Knicks fan. But no, it was dope, man. Um, it was awesome just being able to be in that building. It's such a historic building, even though it's not the original. I mean, no. it's been around for so long and so many amazing moments have happened in there. I got to contribute to helping make some of those happen this year and stuff. So just being a part of that was really dope. Um, it was inspiring as well. And it helped me learn a lot in terms of what I want to do with my career. I have so many options. So I have the ability to be curious right now that I'm young. Um, but it did also teach me that, like, you know, I would go work at a concert. I remember seeing it was a whiz kid. Okay. Uh, I was working one of his events. And I remember seeing him on stage. And his, I mean, no disrespect, his stage presence wasn't like some, it wasn't bad stage presence, but he wasn't like, Michael Jackson, you know, yeah, of course, but yeah. everybody in that building was like locked in on him. It was a sold out show and, and he packed in, you know, this whole community to just lock in on him. And I've been to concerts that are sold out, but not to the point where everybody is like the everyone centered on him. Like it was just amazing how he brought people together and how everybody was genuinely just having a great time. And and seeing that really reminded me of why I love music so much, mm -hmm. you know, and in the business side of it, going into the business side of it, there's so many people that are getting rich and and I just got to make sure that my business is right, but that the art is never going to be um, neglected or or abused. And so it made me kind of reinforce that thought, like the art is always going to be important and work is important, but the art is, is well, at least that's my purpose here in, in the world. With these garden events, were you involved with the 1973 Knicks ceremony with the championship? Were you involved with stuff like that? I mean, that was Billy Joel has his own concert night every Saturday. Were you involved with all this stuff? Yeah, so I, I was working with uh, the entertainment side. So I was working on concerts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, Billy Joel has a residency, kind mm -hmm. of. Yeah, it's a residency. So he every month he does a show. And I think his... Is it his hundredth show in a row at MSG is coming up? Yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's crazy. It, that's what's so iconic about MSG is like when I first started, um, Harry Styles had just finished doing a residency and they said he did 15 nights in a row sold out MSG. I said 15, 15 nights, nights sold out is crazy, right? Like I don't listen to his music, but I have so much respect for him that he's able to do that and bring people together like that. And, and seeing those banners pop up, you know, there's a Billy Joel banner, there's a Harry Styles banner right next to all the Knicks stuff in the retired jerseys. It just shows how much like amazing moments happen in that building. And 
it also like it got me interested more in events. I want to definitely start doing more shows. Uh, once I drop this mixtape, I want to do more open mics and just kind of increase my my presence locally and try to cultivate a community because that's that's awesome. Like I said, bringing people together and seeing everyone have a good time is just so dope to me. It is, and that's big that that inspired you because you got this release thing coming up now. Where is this at? Where people could check this out? If there, is this a private thing? Do you have to be invited? What is it's this? Public. It's Prince public. PrinceMullah.com. Yeah, PrinceMullah.com. You can check out. It's a ticketed event. Um, they're going to be giving out some free drinks as well. We're going to have a merch booth up. Um, I shopped around a couple local venues, and I figured the easiest one would be the closest one to campus to get some people to pop out. So you know what I chose? Oh, it's this Parsons, right? Yeah, I, I, I remember reading it. It's been a minute since I've been there, but I thought, you know what? I'm a senior. I haven't been here in a minute. I know a lot of people haven't been here in a minute. This is a great full circle moment. And then for everybody, you know, who's who's willing to rock with us, let's come out and have a good time. Cheap drinks, you know, what more can you ask for? Cheap drinks and good vibes. We're bringing the West Coast music too, so. Yeah, you're bringing the West Coast with you. Oh, I'm going to make sure. It, it, but, but man, do you feel as though college was worth it? And I mean, as far as, as, far as the creativity side, you got it. The, the internships, you're there. You got MSG. There's nothing bigger than that. Mm. What about on the education side of things? Was college worth it? Did you really learn a lot? Let's um, really expose. Yeah, it's the, tough. The, it's tough. I think the the bigger problem is in this country, college is a business. And mm -hmm. there's, you know, now there's so many people with bachelor's degrees. My parents, I was fortunate enough to grow up with college educated parents. So my parents are first generation college students. And when they went to college, they were able to buy a home and and do all that and then like things changed a little bit after so when i was growing up especially in san jose and in the bay area there's a lot of gentrification from the tech industry and it's so expensive to live there now i mean i think about like my grandparents they came in in the 50s 60s put a down payment on a house for a hundred dollars that house is worth like a million dollars now wow yeah so like just just the way it's gone up is crazy and and to my point about college you know my like i said i was my parents were fortunate to get their college degrees and then buy a home but now there's so many more people with college degrees it's different now it's oversaturated it's, it's, it's so oversaturated it's completely different and then on top of that the world's different you know we have the internet my parents didn't have the internet so that changes the way it works um now we're talking about ai and all this crazy stuff oh. with ai it's scary because if it replaces jobs it's going to change the way the world works and we're going to have to adapt to it but you know, the college degree is much less valuable than it was back in the day. Um, and then to my point of it being such a business here, college is so expensive in this country and it puts people in debt as well. So uh, it was a calculated risk that I took. I'm not mad that I took it at all. If anything, I'm glad I took it. Um, coming out to New York was was the main experience that I came for, not necessarily the college. Um, it sucks that I had to deal with COVID and didn't necessarily get to enjoy. That sucks. Yeah, I, I, me, campus. I had to deal with it only one year one year in a semester, you had to deal with it three freaking years, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucks, man. So that definitely sucks. It changed everything. But I will say um, the the student life, you know, I have I have some sort of pride in St. John's, at least being my alma mater. I think it's dope that J. Cole went there too. That's always inspiring. Ron Artest went there. He was one of my favorite Lakers growing up. So I think now we, they got Rick Pitino and they're starting to make some moves. And I'm not paying tuition, so I don't have to pay for those those moves. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> tuition's going up now. Oh, tuition's going no, up. Rick Pitino is getting it. Get check, ready but... to bend over, St. John. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I've noticed like the the campus, uh, the the culture around campus is starting to change. We're not a dry campus anymore. I've heard. Really? Yeah, I heard that recently. Um, that I heard. I think there might be a new president, and he wants to. They're even considering maybe putting a bar on campus or what? near. Or, what? Yeah. That's crazy. I, I mean, all... I'm straight edge, so. 
But people yeah. were doing whatever they wanted to do anyway in the dorms. Right. But yeah, but I think that just contributes to the culture. I mean, they're putting so much effort into this basketball team now to really bring back St. John's. So I think if St. John's is a strong program going forward, they're going to have a great culture. And as an alumni, I will be very happy to come back and, and catch a game and, and see them actually ball out. So I think if that changes, then I definitely got the pride in that. And I'm glad I went to, I, I'm glad I chose St. John's because of that. But aside from that, man, I think it was more about the opportunity. Like I said, it was a calculated risk. I wanted to come out here to New York. And now that I'm about to get my degree, there's so much opportunity here. I want to stay here. I got this, you know, I had that MSG internship. I wouldn't have been able to get that if I was somewhere else or in a smaller city. So I guess, you know, everything has its pros and cons, but I'm the type of person I don't like to live life with regret. Um, if I do regret, that means I knew I did something really wrong. But I also believe that everything in life happens for a reason. So if I can go through life and just look on the bright side of everything, just make sure I, I handle every curveball that gets thrown at me and just keep hustling, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward, and that's what you're doing here. But something I want to give you credit on early because we were all in the independent wave. I because I, I listened back to our interviews. I s said earlier on in, the, in this interview, you were on it. You never wanted to be a part of a major record deal. How are you on it is so early b before everything? Because I feel as though artists should go after the major deal and take the knowledge that they don't, don't sell your soul away. Get a deal that's enough to get you promoted, then bounce and build your own thing. But why were you on this so early? to not want that's a major a, record deal? That's a great question because I always thought like, as a kid, I mean, if somebody would have given me that major record deal, I might've been, I might've considered it. But I also, I didn't really understand the importance of independence until I got maybe a little bit older and, and already started talking about their masters. Um, I remember being in eighth grade and the Carter Five was supposed to drop right before my birthday. And then it didn't come out for like another six years because, you know, Wayne was having these issues with his contract with Mark Birdman. Mark yeah, Mar yeah, that stuff too. Like there's just so much stuff going on. So I think that taught me, you know, artists were more vocal. Like I said, social media really changed the world. Art artists could be more vocal about things like that and, and teach people like me. So I was a student of the game. But being a young age and, and wanting to start a record label at the age of like 12 and wanting to have a clothing brand one day and understanding the concept of collectives because of people like Odd Future and Young Money and all that, like I was... To have that knowledge, I think it's something in the water in the Bay Area. It really is, man. Like Too Short was one of the first independent artists back in the day. That's right. And, and E-40 was hustling too, you know, like, and, and these artists didn't have a blueprint. They they taught Tupac the game. Tupac came to Oakland and really learned the game. And that's where he excelled as an artist. So I think it's something in the water, man. I, I, that's the best thing. <laughs> that's the best <laughs> way to explain it. I look at the things my homies are doing with their clothing brands and their music moves, moves in the way they're actually putting the work and, and doing something dope with it is something in the water. No, I, I think there is for sure. How did you feel about the tease? I am music because when I went on to Apple music, iTunes, I saw this, I was like, Wayne dropped an album and it was literally his greatest hits. Were greatest you teased? Hits. Um, I, I got a notification. And once I saw I am music, like that was the name. I was like that. He hasn't mentioned that title. I think this is a compilation. You know, UMG, I think was the label that was doing this. They were dropping EPs to like waterfall old tracks so for a while, Wayne kept dropping EPs and I'd be like, oh, Wayne dropped some new music. And then it'd be like old songs from his career. Um, so I figured it was maybe one of those. But I actually had the opportunity to go see him at the Apollo recently for his tour. And that's what the project was for. So I was thinking maybe this was the set list. Um, oh, man, the guy's a legend. <laughs> he is. I'm waiting for that next. I think he's working on the Carter Six now. Yep, the Carter Six. I know he he mentioned I'm not a human being three at one point. Okay, um, yeah. I didn't so, like two. I liked one. Two was okay. Eight. I remember when two came out, a lot of people didn't like it. And I've noticed looking back at it, 
like two has grown on me a lot more than the first one had. I think it's aged better. Mm -hmm. Um, the beats I think are are they hold up a little bit better, but the lyricism on the first one is 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 a little better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the 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 first one is crazy. The beats from the, from top to bottom. Yeah, unbelievable. You're a big Cash Money guy. It's crazy to see how all that's unfolded and in the struggles that Wayne went through. But it's obvious that that he's inspired you throughout his career. But who are some newer artists that you're tapped into? Because I know we know we mentioned Lil Wayne, E Forty, Will Smith. But who, who are some? Because we talked about the Griselda guys. But who's some new emerging artists that? have caught your attention that you're, you're looking up to? Yeah, I would honestly say Guapdad 4000 is one of mm -hmm. my favorite artists of these past few years. I think he's really authentic, just coming from the Bay Area and seeing how different he is from everybody else's sound. But then at the same time, he can make a song with everybody else and, and still kill it. And it's very authentic. Um, and he's he's a very creative guy. Uh, just listening to his interviews and the way he approaches his music, I have a lot of respect for him. So he's definitely inspired me. Um, I don't know if I mentioned F the Pharaoh during our last interview, but I mean, yeah, we, I, I, we might, I think we, we might, I think you yeah. did, I think you did. But how did that yeah. connection go for you? Did you get it locked? Uh, we're working on it. I, work I hit my engineer. Yeah, I'm not my engineer, my manager. We're gonna, we're gonna try to work on it. I got a song. I'm just working on it. I got to make sure the bars are right. So we, I sent him a demo. He's like, we got to tweak up the bars if we're gonna send it. So I was like, all right, let's go harder on it. But. I'm manifesting that one for sure, man. Yeah, Neff inspired me a lot. I met him when I was a sophomore in high school. He did a meet and greet. And from that moment, I met him. That inspired me to take my music more serious, start working on more original music, and and really just try to hit the ground running. Um, and since then, I've been a big fan of his music. I There hasn't been a project that I've been disappointed by, and there's very few artists I can say that about. Um, I would say since like 2016, I've been keeping up with NBA Youngboy. Um I think he's a dope artist and hasn't inspired me as much as the other two have, but um, I'm definitely rocking with him. But man, I've been listening to so much music lately. Um, there's this rapper from Mexico. His name is Santa Fe Clan. Um, he's super dope. Uh, he's been around for a while, but I've been listening to him a lot recently and just trying to tap into what they're listening to over there because it's real rap. He got boom bap in like 2018, oh. but he's rapping in Spanish and he's going bar for bar. And I That's rock fire, though. So, yeah, I love it. So um, it's a little bit of everything, man. I've been listening to a lot of different types of rap music lately and just seeing what I could do. I, I, I want to ask you this because the, the college kids, I already said our generation sucks. They don't care about what yeah. comes before them. But did you notice a change at all in being in the social life that the kids on campus or just, you know, in our age bracket, are they accepting boom bap? Are they accepting the older lyrical player? Are they still mm -hmm. listening to the mainstream drill? Because I heard New York is completely drill now. Bro, I really don't have much time for it. You can have a couple of them. It's too oversaturated. I liked I liked New York Drill when Pop Smoke was was doing when it. Pop, Pop Smoke I, and Fabio first, were like yeah. the top two. Yeah, yeah, and it took me a while. I didn't like Pop Smoke at first, and then he grew on me. Um, my my thing with New York Drill is I think out of all the different types of drill, New York Drill had the most potential because mm -hmm. it's it's it had, like the beats were solid, and then the aggression and the New York accent, like it all works. It's just the lyrics suck and these artists aren't artists like these these artists aren't relevant outside of New York City sometimes not all of them but some of them like there's a lot of people who are popping here and then they're complacent with that and that's not good for the art it's not going to push the genre forward and it hasn't pushed drill music hasn't evolved at all since pop smoke has passed away and it's been you know it's it's been a flaw that the subgenre has so i think that if ah oh man ice spice is the biggest drill artist right now on a mainstream level and I might even say that she is probably more artistic than a lot of these artists because she does step outside of her comfort zone. I'm not a, I didn't really like a lot of her music, but the the Boys a Liar song she did with Pink Panthers, I like that one. I heard that one and I was like, yeah, okay. I haven't listened. I have no time for this. Bro, I mean <laughs> spend a minute. Well, because it's not a drill song. So, but that's what I'm saying is like yeah. she's she's an artist who 
who stepped outside of her comfort zone and it helped her grow. And I think that's all it really takes sometimes. And I think if New York Drill did that, then it would be in a completely different place now. But it's not doing that. Everyone just wants to be locally famous. And I mean, if that's your goal, that's your goal. But that's not the New York hip hop has such a strong history that, um, yeah, I don't know, man. But St. John's, you got people from from other places as well that come through. I would say what's helped people appreciate lyricism to some extent has been Detroit music. Um, mm. Artists like Babytron or, you know, just like those because it's a lot of one liners. Yeah. You know, and even though it's not the most lyrical or it's it's fun and it makes people think on a deeper level than, I don't know, let's pop a perk and get lit and, yeah. and jump up and down. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, that's that's yeah. different. But like, yeah, I don't know. Hip hop is in a very interesting place right now, especially mainstream. I would say the 2010s was always my least favorite decade of hip hop. Um, and where it is right now, I think is a little better, but it's still hip hop is a little too commercial and they're trying to treat it like it's pop music where they're, they're, they're really just cashing in on it. You know, hip hop isn't valued as an art right now. It's, it's a cash grab. No, hip hop died. I, I I like, listen, I like the 2010s. Like when Drake was first blowing up with mm -hmm. thank me later, little Wayne, I think was incredible in the, in the 2010s run. Of course, even previous to that with the Carter three Carter. I know you like the first Carter and the 500 degrees. Yeah. I, I, I remember you saying that, yeah. but the 2010s was decent. I think as soon as we hit 2014, it went right I down. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. The album that changed it, it's a great album. It means a lot. It's J. Cole's album. No, I would say Culture by the Migos. Because Culture, even, okay, yeah, because J. Cole's album, I looked at it as there hasn't been a great album, like a real great album since that one. But I think you're right. Culture's Migos, because after that, it, everything sounded the same. Everything yes. just, yep. Yeah, Culture was a dope album. But after that, even like, just trap music became very formulaic. You know, it wasn't what it was before that. And then it became the mainstream sound because that's what the labels were pushing and that's what was being marketed. Hip hop's a lot of marketing right now. That's also what sucks, you know? I like an artist like Takashi 6 9 I don't like 6 9 I don't think his music was very good. And at the end of the day, he wasn't a rapper. He was he a stinks. He's a troll. Yeah. Yeah. He's a social media internet celebrity that used hip hop to get himself there. And I think that that worked for him because that's where hip hop is right now. You know, it's he was marketed to kids and, and people liked it. And unfortunately... That's where hip hop is right now. But I think there is some people doing some dope stuff. Like you said, Griselda really honors, you know, the lyrics. Um, I enjoy DJ Drama's new album, actually. Yeah, so I, I did. Really he, like he had some lyrics on there. I, I tuned into it a little bit. I haven't really been too, too mm -hmm. into it. But yeah, as far as new releases go, I'm, I'm tapped in, of course. But yeah, it, it takes a lot to impress me nowadays because I feel as though I've heard it all. I mean, I've mm -hmm. I've heard and it all when it comes to hip hop. It. Yeah, that's part of it. That's where like, because you look at other genres, you look at rock music or you look at country music, like I'm sure there's people that have done something that isn't original anymore because it's such an old genre. But rap music's young enough that we're kind of getting to that point, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, But I think that's where authenticity is important. You know, there's so many artists doing interesting things. I think TikTok, even though TikTok has hurt the music industry by amplifying songs as TikTok songs, it's essentially like with the radio, kind of what like mainstream radio was back in the day. And things are kind of gimmicky now. Mm -hmm. There are some artists who have used their talent to get somewhere. I think Lil Nas X is very talented and he's been able to use social media to get there. Um, do you know who Tizo Touchdown is? I've not heard of him. He's very interesting. I don't like his rap music that much but he, he's a rapper he was like a soundcloud rapper but now he makes like rock music pretty much but it's not like playboy cardi where it's like a hybrid it's more authentic to rock music and it's very experimental i saw him open for tyler the creator and he was one of those artists where i saw him live and i was like yo if this is where hip-hop is now it's interesting mm. like it's not even about 
oh, that was a bar or, oh, this be like, this is just, wow, I didn't expect hip hop to go here. So even like, I'm not a big fan of Playboy Cardi, but that's how I feel about his music. And I respect it to, to that extent, you know? Yeah. I wonder what Biggie would be saying when he said, never thought that hip hop would take it this far. I wonder what he would really think about how far it went. Man, I always wonder if Tupac and Biggie were alive, uh, I think hip hop would be not hip hop would be different, but I would I would be really curious to see how their careers would have played out, because I think at least Tupac, I think Tupac would have been more like Snoop Dogg, where he'd be able to adapt and he'd be in tune with things. Tupac was a great artist and and he valued just different types of art outside of rap music as well. So I think it would have been really interesting to see him kind of continue. It would. But you, you brought up a lot of interesting points. I agree with you. They're all a lot of these artists are using social media to make it, it locally as an artist and get some Internet fame. That's why I, I still believe in the organic way of making it, because when you look at I mean, I'll even use, for example, like Sauce Gardner from the Jets sitting in the courtside at the Knicks game with Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't even know who Jessica Alba is. That's yeah. this generation because all their famous people come from social media. Mm -hmm. it's crazy how organic people are on the same level as these instagram famous people which is a joke but because you could cheat your way to fame in the blue check things yeah. that are going on now you could buy your own blue check and social it, media is terrible right now man yeah. i think social media is actually gonna like regress or yeah and burn because these companies are getting so greedy i went on twitter the other day and my friend she said uh she tweeted about how her account got hacked mm. and i was like oh wow never had my Twitter account hacked. So I was like, I should go turn on the two-factor authentication where it sends you a text. I go to turn it on. They paywalled it. You have to pay You have to pay for a blue check mark just to have extra security on your account. And then you hear about all these people getting their accounts hacked. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if the companies are doing that themselves just to force you to pay for their product because they're yeah. not making money. Oh, of course. It, corporate greed, it, it's all at all, all time high right now. And you're seeing it. Mm -hmm. You're seeing and it. I told you social yeah. media is going to be the downfall. No one wants to believe me. People got to, you got to get off the, the social media. You got to build your, your own brand built, built, built through your own website. Mm -hmm. somehow. Create your own yeah. website and, and do that because that's what it's going to come to at the end of the day. Yeah. Shout out to Russell. I've seen a lot of the Russell's videos that have put me onto game like that in terms of, of really taking your power into your own hands. But yeah, man, it's, it's such in a weird place. And I think it contributes to, like we said, how hip hop is in a different place right now too, because there's so much marketing going on and things being marketed to us. But even though it's, it's hurting the art, I think that the ones who really care about their music and, and put that effort into being authentic are the ones who are going to stand the test of time. And 30 years from now, we might look at some songs and be like, wow, those songs suck now, but we might look at songs that weren't as big or I don't know. And, and be like, yo, I forgot about this song. Like this was a good song. So who knows, man, this might be the generation of hidden gems where yeah. 30 years from now, people will go back to this generation and rediscover great music. So I think, I don't know, maybe that's just my optimism. But. Yeah, it, it, it could be, but you never know. You might find a gem here or two, but that'll probably be it. Lil BT, that's what you used to go by. Lil BT, yeah, Lil yeah. BT. That was, I uh, caught that in the song. Yeah, when I was a kid, man, I used to make rap music uh, under so many different names. And my thing was like, oh, I have a favorite rapper. And then they, like, Lil Wayne goes by Wheezy and Tunchi. Eminem had the alter ego of Slim Shady. Nicki Minaj had the Barbie alter ego. Drake went Drake by Drizzy. Yeah, so it was just like, everyone has a second name. What, what would my second name be? And I always just came up with a million rap names. And that was like one of my main, like, two or three that I kind of went by more. Um, but then Prince Moolah comes from Prince Moneybags. Prince Moneybags mm. was one of the other names. And then I was typing it into my Instagram username and it didn't fit. So I made it the Prince Moolah and it fit. And that's where Prince Moolah comes from. It was just one of those many names and, and it evolved into that. So. Mm.
Yeah. Cuts with Loco Warbucks. This is, I remember when this released, because I remember Loco sent it to me as well, but you guys made a great track with that because two St. John's artists linking up for one track. I don't even like saying St. John's because like, it's like you, like they made you. Give me a break. You came Yeah, from I don't want it to, yeah, you know I, I mean? don't want it to be like, oh, you know, we're two college kids. Yeah. Let's make this song for the college kids. And yeah, nah, like they, bro, like they own you. I, Give me a break. Yeah, bro, I rock with Loco. Shout out to Loco, yeah. man. Like even even before we worked on the song together, we would always chop it up with just about random stuff. And so I, I knew that when I was working on this tape, I hopped on a drill beat and I was like, I want to do drill, but I don't want to sound like everybody that's doing drill. So I want to bring some bars onto it. And you know what? I'm gonna reach out to Loco because I've heard I heard Loco did a drill song on his SoundCloud. So I was like, yo, I know he's gonna kill this. And sure enough, he did, man. So that was a fun song. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you're doing your thing. You have some visuals coming up now. I, I think that's the thing that's going to really change things for you are the visuals. Cause mm-hmm. I, I did, I don't think you did too many, vi- you didn't do visuals for cinematic life. So especially with COVID going on. So I think now mm-hmm. you have the resources to do some visuals. I think it, things are really going to pop off for you. Yeah, man. I'm really excited. Like I said, I want to start doing more shows if I can really start building that fan base locally. Um, I got a music video that I filmed about a month ago. So that's, that's being worked on right now. It should be dropping, you know, a couple of weeks after the album um trying to figure out the whole tiktok game like i was saying just trying to find my niche there because even though it's not what i want to put the effort towards if i find some if i if i find a fan base on there you know shout out to them i'm rocking with them so mm-hmm. it's just really about trying to figure out how i'm going to get it but i will say that the the music is always going to be at the forefront of everything and my clothing brand is still going to be a priority as well but like the music is, is the forefront so i want to make sure that that's always the focus mm-hmm. you know i want to make sure i like the music before i put it out or else i'm not marketing it Side B, when are we going to get side B? Is this going to come out the same day? Because side, I yeah. see, it says side A, but when are we getting side B? Because it's all remixes. Yeah, so side B is going to drop the same day as well. Um, okay. Initially, I was going to put it on Datpiff, but Datpiff has been having issues with their website. Throwback. Uh, I, I just saw today Spinrilla got shut down. I did see that it's under a lot of, I think the government's getting involved or something. Is They're that getting right? sued. Yeah. But you know what? It's crazy. It's, uh, a while, like two, three weeks ago, I was trying to upload the mixtape to Spinrilla and everything was getting copyright striked. And, and same thing on SoundCloud. Um, I mean, there's probably a couple that can make it by. But dude, I remember when I was a kid in like 2013, 14, I was dropping remixes on SoundCloud and barely ever got copyright strike. So I didn't think it was going to be as much of an issue, but... I guess the mixtape, you know, it's just such a different time now with the internet. So I'm putting side B is going to be available on YouTube. Um, it'll be on YouTube. It won't be monetized because to me, it was just about putting the music out. Um, and then I also have it. I'll have the zip file available on my website. So you can just go straight to my website and download it. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, bringing things to your own platform. I'm trying to do that as well. I, I just set up my own store online so you could buy Cinematic Lifestyle. It's $10 on iTunes, but it's four, you know, it's $4 and eight cents. It's 408 on my website. That's the family discount right there. So <laughs> that's how it works, man. But but how, how is this album going to be? The, how are you looking at this mixtape as being the, the next biggest thing from Cinematic Lifestyle? Because when we talked about Cinematic Lifestyle, you talked about your life looking at it as a movie and you experiment with different sounds. You had the steady rock in, you were experimenting with the early 2000s R&B. How is this mixtape going to change your life to the next level? Um, this this represents my life over the past two to three years. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, me trying to dig myself out of that writer's block um, That's right. through, through loving rap music. So this whole project is just rap songs. It's just fun rap music. I wanted to make words rhyme and have fun and and not worry about the artistic stuff too much. Um, so I guess that that is part of the next step is, is I've I've started to get better as a rapper. Like I said, over the past six to eight months. For the first time in my life, I'm, I'm working on music. And as I'm working on it, I'm noticing, wow, this is better than, like, I'm getting better. 
I've never had that before. Before it was always I'm working on music and then I listen to a song I made two, three years ago and it was like, oh, wow, I've come a long way. Mm -hmm. And now it's like in the moment I'm realizing it. So I really want to make sure I capitalize on that and continue growing, continue pushing myself. The beat selection on here compared to the album is very different. Um, this one is, like I said, it's rap music, but it's still versatile. Versatility is very important to me. So you will get some West Coast sounds. You'll get a little, there's like one or two drill songs on there. You'll get a little bit of boom bap. I haven't done trap songs in a long time. So there's one or two trap songs on there. So I just wanted to to have fun with it. Um, but this next album is going to be like, you know, more musical. Yeah, no, I could tell I'm ready for it. these side B songs just to close out on the side B's. Are, are these remixes to some famous instrumentals, some big instrumentals yeah. like Wayne? Because I know you like the exactly. no ceilings and you like all yeah. those Wayne mixtapes. So th these are going to be in your own way a homage to that. Yeah, so this whole project is is somewhat of an homage to mixtapes and mixtape Wheezy specifically. Um, there's those remixes because that's what I used to do when I was a kid. The dedications. I, yeah, I haven't dropped a mixtape since I was a little kid. So this is the first time in a long time. This is like those dedication tapes where I'm hopping on remixes and I'm making those beats my own. And sometimes I may take the cadence for the hook and, and do something similar. But then when the verse comes along, I'm going to do my own flow, you know, things like that. Um, the artwork for the project, I haven't dropped it yet, but it's a pen and pixel style cover. Um, and it's it's paying homage to the old, you know, Hot Boy stuff and the old Cash Money stuff and, and that stuff that inspired me. So just that era of, of music is is really represented there. Yeah, there's all original, uh, I'm sorry, all uh, remixes to songs that are out now, but they're starting to get a little dated. That's why I had to put the project out. There's some songs on there from like two, three years ago, but I had to drop them. Got to get them out of the way. Yeah. The, the Royals Entertainment, this is your label. Yeah, so it's a it's an independent label essentially. It's like a platform because it's it's been a lot of things. You know, record labels have a history of being predatory towards artists with bad mm -hmm. contracts. And if hypothetically, you know, I ever start this big business with it, that's not what I'm going to do. So if it becomes a distribution company one day, that's what it is. Um, but the Royals Entertainment is just a platform for me to put out my own music. And yeah, that's kind of that's what it's always represented. I came up with that even before I came up with Prince Mula. I came up with that and like fourth fifth grade me and my wow. homies at the boys and girls club the boys and girls club i was gonna bring that yeah. up that's where it's all started yeah making making music on our ipod touch and, and dropping mixtapes but yeah yeah we were young dream chasers man i don't I, I really don't know any other kids that were 11 years old talking about starting their own businesses like that and then like teaching themselves how to record music with whatever they had you know like i don't know it's just it's it's a very it reminds me how ambitious i've always been What's the ma major accomplishment you want to achieve by the end of 2023? Wow, that's a great question, man. Um, growth is always the main goal for me. Always being better than myself. Being, um, yeah, just being better than myself. Some of the main things I want to accomplish is getting more involved with my community. Um, like I said, just seeing the stuff that's going on back home in San Jose gives me FOMO because I wish L. I James, part of it. he's yeah. a big inspiration. Yeah, just the stuff L. James is doing. Um, like I said, my homie Dro, my cousins, the Kid Lords, everything they're doing with their music. You know, Deja Carter, she's making some dope stuff. So just seeing all these artists really, really just get involved with the community. Like I said, it's giving me FOMO. So I want to somehow get involved with that, whether it's building a fan base that rocks with me or next time I'm there, if I'm doing some event, you know, just something. I want to try to get involved more um, because my community and, and my, my hometown really means a lot to me. Uh, I mean, I got it on my hat. It's literally... It's, it's my roots. So that's one of the goals. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I, I do want to get this album out soon. I, I want to launch the clothing brand before the year ends. That's for sure. Um, I do want to launch this brand soon. I got the first collection pretty much designed. It's just a matter of finding my manufacturers now and learning the business side of it, making sure my business is right. Because, you know, 
I don't want to get ahead of myself, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm learning so much. I've been learning so much over this past year. So I just want to continue that. Yeah. And you will, man. Shark city spitter side a, and you got the side B coming this Friday, yes, May 12th. Yes, you got to download it, support the guy, Prince yeah. Mula, you know, congratulations on everything you've achieved. Go Lakers, too. You can't forget about the Lake. We can get into course, a quick man. Laker talk. Yeah, two Let's to one it. right now. I mm-hmm. hope you guys get rid of the Warriors, get rid of them. I'm sick of them. I've seen enough. And I, I hope you guys <laughs> go right to the finals out west and maybe the Knicks. I don't think they're going to, my Knicks aren't going to pull it through. I think it's Yo. a wrap. Uh, man, I was I'm rooting hard for the Knicks just because I was at MSG. So I, I and oh man, those Knicks fans are awesome. I love seeing them just turn up for their team. So I don't want to see the Celtics there unless it's against the Lakers and unless they're losing to us. But I wasn't too confident in this team at the beginning of the year, man. Yeah, and it was a I I didn't even expect us to make the playing tournament or, or barely we barely made it and we're doing good. So we'll see man that's yeah. the beauty of the nba that was talk about the mickey mouse ring that we got but you know what everybody was under the same conditions and everybody had to do the same thing and we just came out victorious so same thing now mm-hmm. oh, oakland raiders to too they have some changes no more dare car he's on the saints now yeah yeah oh man i hate jimmy g vegas <laughs> vegas raiders actually God, yeah. i still can't get over that which is yeah you got jimmy g you don't like jimmy you're a jimmy g <sighs> hater really jimmy g. bro i'm a 49ers hater so i was okay I was, so that's why i was talking my mess and then <laughs> and, and i get the notification from espn i wanted to throw my phone man but <laughs> but he's a winner though i mean he hasn't won the super bowl but he gets a lot of criticism for no reason because he he he, he resurrected the niners franchise after kaepernick all that whole situation went down. The Niners sucked for years, and when he yeah, came, he brought him back to relevancy. Yeah, I think he's he'll be a system quarterback. He might work in Josh McDaniels' system. Um, I don't like Josh McDaniels as a coach, but he stinks. Yeah, but it's it's what I have to deal with. I think we should have kept uh, Jack Del Rio. It mm-hmm. all went downhill after that. I wasn't happy when they signed Gruden to that big contract. Yeah, that, that so. was a total name right thing. So yeah. when it played out the way it did, like I wasn't mad. I was like, oh, cool, we don't have to pay him anymore, and now we have. You know, now we're the Las Vegas Patriots. So I'm a Raiders fan to death. I bleed silver and black, but I, I am a little bummed, especially to see Derek Cargo. I don't think he was necessarily the problem. He's not not a superstar quarterback, but he's not a bad quarterback. And, and he really cared about that team. So I'm just hoping they give us all the right tools. I'm hoping we keep Devontae Adams and we do something with him, man, and hope we do something with our defense. Yeah. You're a Giants fan as far as San Francisco. You're for baseball. So how are you feeling? We got Jock Peterson out there. Carlos Correa. He was supposed to be there. And Aaron Judge. Remember that tease? How about that? That almost happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually went to a opening, not opening day, but it was like the third game of the season against the Yankees and saw Aaron Judge on the field. I'm like, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, the Giants, the Giants were looking a little inconsistent at the beginning of the season and they were last year too. So I'm hoping they can kind of tie things up. Um, I know Brandon Crawford's are also getting pretty old too. So he might be towards the end of his career soon. I remember watching his first game ever as a kid. I was in like second grade. So um, yeah, man, just hoping they do well, hoping they can find the rhythm. But the Lakers are the Lakers are the team that I'm glad they found the rhythm and I'm hoping they, they close it out. But I will say, man, if if we make it to uh, the Celtics can't win. They can't have 18 before we do. So no, no. Oh, man, uh, I'm rooting for the Lakers. If the Knicks don't go, I'll especially be rooting for the Lakers because I, I can't stand the heat. I really don't want to see Boston win. And I don't want to see the Warriors win again. I've seen enough. You know, I was a big Warriors hater when they had their little dynasty. But I feel like now they don't have that. So if they make it, they make it. But 
the Lakers are doing better. So, you know, back then when I was in high school, the Lakers weren't looking too hot. So everybody no. was a Warriors fan and everybody was talking. And so I was like, oh, you know, I have to be a Warriors hater. Now, now I can, you know, I don't hate Steph Curry as much as I used to. No, I still do. I don't like any of the. They're good. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't like the Warriors. I've seen enough. Really? Yeah, I will say, now? I think, yeah, I will say though, I think Steph Curry is pretty humble, you know? given all that he's accomplished and he he does seem like a great team player. So I do have to respect that and give him his credit where it's due. Um, I've always liked Draymond Green just for being the aggressive <laughs> player he is, but I think that's because I'm a Ron Artest fan, like I said. So. You like that, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's entertaining, you know. It is entertainment at the end of the day. It is, man. But go Lakers, and we're going to close out with this, and we'll, we'll chop it up after. But sure, Shark City spit aside A and B this Friday, May 12th, yeah. and they can follow you on Instagram at the Prince Moolah. Yes, sir. PrinceMoolah.com if you want to check anything out, man. We also got the mixtape release party on the 12th. There's Parsons as well. Lock in your tickets. We got some merch there. It's going to be extremely limited. It's only dropping there, so check it out. Get there, man. Prince Moolah, until the next time, my man, take care, stay safe, and congratulations on everything, and I'm looking forward to you taking it to the next level this year. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You already know.